All right, it is Masters Week. Welcome back to the Sticks Golf Roundtable. This week, we are going to chat all things Masters. Uh, we're going to chat a little bit about who is playing and who is not, a.k.a. Tiger and Phil. We are going to go into some of our favorite moments from past Masters. Um, we're going to chat about the changes to the golf course, particularly on 11 and 15. And uh, and also who we think is going to play well, who we think is going to play well, who we think is not going to play well. But we kind of just dive right into uh, the Masters and getting really excited. Trey is on his way there right now. But before we get into the pod, I'm going to have a brief ad read for Swing U. Introducing Swing U Versus, an integrated strokes gain analysis system available to Swing U premium subscribers that tracks and analyzes every facet of your game from tee to green. Compare your game versus a target handicap, a scratch golfer, a club champion, or a tour pro and see how you stack up across all five categories on the course. Driving, approach shots, chipping, pitching, bunker play, and putting. The quest to play your best golf just got smarter, faster, and easier with Swing U Versus, now available with your premium subscription. Upgrade today and take your game to the next level. Now let's get to the pod. Um, okay. Well, boys, welcome back to the, well, we're not really doing the recap and we're not really doing, we're kind of just mixing it all together because it's master's week and, yep. we, and I, and I failed on my promise to you guys. I did not watch the Valero. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I watched a little bit of Friday. I watched a decent amount of Friday, a little bit of Saturday and I didn't even, you know, other things going on. I didn't even look at the leaderboard today, but I saw JJ spawn one. So that's fun. Congrats um, to you. You actually watched more than me. I did not watch a single shot. It was not really on purpose, but I had some other things going on and Valero's just not that high on the priority list. Yeah. I, uh, the, the, the biggest story that I thought going into it was, uh, after JJ doubled the first, I think Matt, like through six, Matt Kuchar through like six holes was, you know, tied for lead or something. And he was one of those guys kind of one of the better players that wasn't in, in the masters this week. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that was kind of, uh, you know, it's, it kind of stinks for yeah. him. And obviously, Bo Hostler finally it was close again, like he was at Pebble. But besides that, you know, good for JJ Spawn, but that's about all I got on the best part. Yeah. It's, it's been so long since I've seen Matt Kuchar in contention. Um, so that's kind of interesting. He had a good week, but well, not quite one. good enough to get that Masters invite. And then, yeah, I, I like seeing Bo Hostler back up there. And JJ Spawn, I just saw he's like 240th in the world, or at least he was before this win. Um, and obviously, he's kind of been a, a regular on tour, but never really broken through like that. So, um, you know, congrats on a fr- on the first win, guys. Who's been on tour actually for a while without yeah, yeah, without a win. But it's um, hard to do it's in today's game. I would like to take our viewers to uh, look look at some of the the merch that we are sporting today. We got, <laughs> uh, we got a couple of got a couple of nice logos. I got I got two here. Rosie's got one. I think. Mine's- Mine's a unique one. I have a stitched on master shirt from, I would say, based on the tag, this is a vintage shirt. This is probably from like the 80s. Yeah, and you stole it from your brother. I did. I, I My brother had it. He didn't deserve it, so I took it. <laughs> Simple as that. That's awesome. That's how we were. Uh, Rosie, what are you drinking tonight? 
Uh, just old faithful here tonight, Tom. We got a we got a silver bullet right Where out of Colorado cure, there. So. Cures, 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 or is I Trey and I are uh, are uh, are ripping so a high I, are ripping some high news. I have a vodka soda. Um, it was in a high noon can, but now it's in a glass. So it's called vodka soda. Yeah, now nice. Oh. Um, well, let's just get right into Masters. Let's get right into Augusta, and we'll, we'll do a little the Anwa is what I was yeah, going to say. Um. Quick, quick mention, uh, the LP, LPGA majors going on and kind of interestingly, Jennifer Cupcho, who really, you know, burst onto the scene with her ANWA win in 2019, she's had a decent, um, a decent start to her LPGA career, but she's still looking for her first victory. She hasn't won a, a tournament at all, major or non-major. Um, and she's got a great chance to, to get her first win on tour and with it being a major, that would be huge. But Jennifer Corda, or, I mean, Jennifer Jessica Corda is nipping at her heels there. Um, at time of recording, they still got about four or five holes left. Um, Cupcho had a six shot lead. It's down to three. Jessica Corda hold out on the second hole. Uh, looked like a good, a good length shot, like a, like a mid iron. I don't know how far it was, but maybe 170, 180 yards made a deuce um, early. So anyway, not sure who's going to close that one out. Um, I would love to see either Cupcho or Corda get it because Frankly, you know, wins and majors by Americans have, have been <laughs> few and far between in recent memory. So um, looks like we'll at least get one, whether it's Cupcho or Corda. But yeah, speaking of the, of Cupcho, though, and, and Anwa, did you guys get to catch any of that yes, uh, this weekend? I caught <clears throat> I caught the last three holes of the Anwa. Did not watch a single stroke. Yeah, uh, I caught the last three holes. Good on Anna Davis, you know, uh, high school sophomore. Goes out there and, you know, puts on a clinic. I think she shot a couple under the last round. 69, yeah, 69. So, uh, only, but, only one bogey. And then, and, she, and she was kind of in the clubhouse waiting waiting on some yep. behind her too. So, you know, get on her for playing well and posting a score and, and getting it done. So, yeah, there was a actually pretty heartbreaking to watch. Um, I don't remember the last time I saw someone so visibly um, nervous. I mean, she looked ill. Uh, Latana Stone. Kind of heartbreaking. She makes a great birdie on 16 to 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 have quite a cushion coming into 17, 18. Um, in fact, she could have finished bogey par or par bogey in one outright. She makes double from the middle of the fairway on 17 and then hits in the trees right on 18 and makes bogey. So doesn't even make a playoff. But um, you know, mm. uh, she she heartbreaking. just that, yeah, that, that was tough that's, to watch. That's but a heartbreaker. She, it's she handled happen. it like a champ. She gave a great, you know, few comments after the round. And I think she'll be, uh, she, she said, you know, she's moving her focus on to getting back with her team with LSU and going on, you know, they got SECs and then nationals coming up. So she, she'll, she'll be all right, but that was kind of tough to watch, but good for Anna Davis, uh, perhaps a star being born there at 16 years old. That's pretty wild. Nuts. I think it's great. What, uh, Augusta's done with the drive chip and putt and with the Anwan, you know, just getting more people at Augusta, I cannot believe that those dude perfect guys got to go out there and play. That I, that kind of bothers me. That kind of too. That, that that honestly bothers me a little bit. And I'm not saying it should have been someone else. It should have been no one from YouTube out there. Correct. What is going on? Agreed. Now, and you know what? I said, and if I said it was somebody, do it somebody that's like golf media, not just right. That's what I'm saying. Trick shot media. Like what take, is that? My take is it had something to do with they're probably Baptists and there's probably some 
big wig. Deep Texas. Deep Texas. Deep Texas <laughs> religious roots. That are, that I mean, are just, like, you know what? I'd like to get these boys out over to Augusta to do some trick shots. And yeah. something like that happened. And that's how they got yeah. out there. So, I mean, but, or, or, it was, or it was out of Augusta control. And it might have been that they are with on with ESPN. And that was part of that. That's what ESPN decided to do with their media. There's just yeah. no way to know. But that's I mean, outrageous. I, I know there's got to be some. Augusta members rolling over in their grave, oh. knowing that there was a p- pool cue used yeah. on the 16. I mean, that, that seems just, sac- sac- sacrilegious. I, mean, 13, I didn't 13. get quite that far. I mean, good Lord. I just, I, I can't believe it. it, it I, I didn't sit well with me. Oh, Let's put that me, me neither. Yeah. I just, you know, and I have nothing against those guys. They probably are great guys. Yeah. And you know what, Tom? Fuck those guys. It worked though. Cause we, we all clicked on it. Didn't That's it? true. We, we all clicked on it. That's correct. Very I true. actually didn't. I, I refrained from watching it. That's I'm a big, I think that's a big, big silent now. Just seeing what we can get people to put on. Yeah, <laughs> silent, silent protests going on here. I, I didn't like watch that. It. Nice one, Rosie. I like that, Rosie. But yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's significant what Augusta's doing with drive chip and putt, and now with Anwa because you know obviously the Masters has its history, um, you know, with the club, but the fact that you know until just three years ago. It didn't matter how good you were as a female golfer. You had no chance to play Augusta um, outside of being invited, you know, as a guest. Um, and the fact that they've opened their doors and, and invited the, the young girls, the amateurs to come play. It's just it sends a great signal that, um, you know, if you work hard and you, and you become elite on the women's side, you know, you get you get an incredible reward by getting to go play that tournament. You think that the LPGA Tour will ever have an event at Augusta? No. No, I think I think the Anwa fits perfectly. I'm kind of glad they went that route. Um, you know, the LPGA Tour has their own season of majors, and uh, I, I think it I think it made a lot of sense to to do what they did and and just make a you know it's the spirit of amateur golf that you know comes from Bobby Jones from all the way back. That's why there's a strong presence of amateurs in the Masters, right? I mean, yeah. they don't they don't have to invite the winner of the Latin America, Latin America, Canada, you know, Asia, or the Asia Pacific Amp. You know they've always um, gone above and beyond to promote amateur golf, and I think Ann was just a really nice extension of that. Completely agree. Agreed. So, what do we think about the changes to the golf course, Rosie? I'm really, really excited about the changes. I think what they're doing is actually taking the course back a little bit to. Um, the strategy-based play that it had before the tiger-proofing era that came in, um, you know, when Tiger really just ripped the course to shreds in '97 by driving it all over the map and just making birdie from everywhere. They said, "We got to make it more penal. We got to bring the fairways in. We got to grow the rough up." Um, and that's all well and good, but that's you know that's really more of what we're used to seeing for like a U.S. Open type test. The Masters is about angles and getting yourself in the correct side of the fairway. Um, and being able to bring shots in to those small corridors of the greens um, effectively. And I think you're going to see, um, we'll talk uh, about holes 11 and 15 specifically, but just in general, be on the lookout for a lot of golf balls that off the tee look like they're in a pretty good spot. And especially if we can get some firm conditions, the ball's just going to keep rolling and rolling and rolling out into like pine straw or, you know, a side of the fairway or a low part of the fairway where, yeah, you might still be in the fairway, but it's not going to be a good angle coming in. Um, and I think that's that's going to be really interesting and uh, really cool to watch. So what specifically have they changed on 11 and 15? 
So 11, um, 11 actually got, 11 used to be a really dynamic, interesting hole. And then what happened was they wanted to make it tougher um, because guys were just blasting it down the right side and having a short shot in. And even if they're in the right trees, I feel like a bunch of guys last year, I I feel like we're in the right trees and we're able to get it on the green and it wasn't penal. There was an alleyway over there. Like Tiger was in there in 19, but so they've actually, but what, what that created was an element where guys would just simply play it up the left side. So you could safely drive the ball down the left side or the center of the fairway. And if you can picture, everyone can picture 11 pretty well in their head. I would imagine like from the left side of the fairway, you're really, you're not able to take on the pin, right? Like you would see a lot of guys bail to the right edge of the green. So you'd see a lot of guys with 40, 50 foot putts or just off the front, right. And you saw a lot of pars and bogeys and not a lot of action on 11. We've, we have very few birdies. We also have very few people going in the water because they're coming across the water from the left side of the fairway. Well, they've widened the fairway back out on the right side, taken a lot of those trees out. There's only a few like loose kind of trees down the right now. So you will see guys blasting it down the right side again, which is cool because coming in from that side, if you can you really hit a good kick. ball down that right side. You're in great position to make birdie, but the water is now back in play more, right? Because if you just, t- you know, if you could picture coming in from the right mm-hmm. now, yeah, you can get, you can get aggressive and go at the pin. But if you tug that thing a little bit or a gust of wind comes up and hits that thing, pulls it left, we're going to see more balls in the water on 11 than we have in the past yeah. year. So I think you'll see more birdies and you'll also <clears throat> see more doubles. Nice. Gotcha. I like that. I, I do too. Cause I mean, I feel like on every hole you want there to be, you know, some sort of, there's, there's gotta be something going on in each hole. If, it, if it's just, you know, bang it left, bang it right two putt it. I mean, that's just a boring hole. And, and, and in that spot on the golf course, I mean, that's where a lot of people are trying to watch and everyone's sitting behind 12, they can get to look at 11 greens. So if you're just watching guys two putt from 50 feet all day, I mean, that's not, you know, the most entertaining thing of all time. Yeah. But I what about I think- 15? So 15, uh, they didn't change anything architecturally speaking, but they did um, find somehow found 20 more yards to move the tee back. <laughs> of course. And, and, and I think it's actually really significant. I, I saw some people kind of brush it off like, oh, they're still going to get there in two with an iron. No big deal. I think it is a big deal because we all know how scary looking that second shot is. And we've all seen guys who, um, you know, you catch it a, a little skinny and you know, the ball comes up just short on that second shot. Even if it is a six iron second shot on a par five, right. And we've seen guys kind of juice one, get get a little bit too much adrenaline and blast it to where it, it, it lands just over the back and kicks way down into the pond. I was, I was about to say, I feel like over recent years, we've seen more guys go long in the water mm-hmm. than we have go short in the water. Yeah. Long irons, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's kind of a tough change. Like, it's not going to affect the like the big big boys, but like, I feel like that's Kids a whole, are just going to have five. That's what I'm saying. That that that's a hole where like iron. whoever's really playing well is just going to step up in there and hit and just make three or four every single time. Yeah. So yeah. Now, but now on Sunday, if you're leading, you're now you're going to have to hit a little more of a golf shot to make birdie but, or equal there. And, and you're right, Trey. But I would say I would say that's significant because to the bomber who was hitting six iron, you're now 
hitting four or five yeah, iron. And I was imagining myself going from six iron to like a three iron. That that shot becomes that, way scarier. That comes, way, yeah, that becomes way scarier. So I think that could that could get really interesting. And um, so yeah, I don't think that twenty yards is insignificant. I think we'll see some guys thinking a little bit more about that shot. You know, if you've got kind of an uncomfortable number um, and you're two two twenty out, looking at that approach, you we might see a few more guys actually pulling wedge and laying up or. Um, you know, laying up from 220, I <laughs> <laughs> you might, hey, you might see it. JJ Spawn laid up uh, on 18 from like 240 or 250 on Saturday, first third shot on 18, he made par. So, and he won. So, you know, sometimes it works. Yeah. But, um, I got a question at the beginning of the year, what were the odds that we would have a masters where tiger is probably going to play? And Phil ain't there. <laughs> That's like yeah, great. Because Phil's being castrated by the PGA Tour. He's just like not playing. I think he's embarrassed just like about what he said. And I just don't, I don't know. I think him and is, I think him Monahan being, are having Phil a little being, bit of a fit. Is Phil being banned right now? I, I think I think Phil's got some issues with Monahan. I think they need to they need Monahan's to, not the master. But he's the PGA Tour. And I, I don't I don't know. I, I I don't know the story about exactly why Phil's not playing, but I have to um, assume that it's something to do with sound. There's, oh yeah. I mean, there's speculation on whether or not he actually decided he wasn't going to play the masters because he's taking this time away that he said he was going to take. Um, I would say it's probably likely that he was asked not to come. Yeah. Um, um, now, I don't think that's a, I definitely don't think that's a permanent ban. <laughs> I think uh, basically Monahan, the tour, and Augusta, for lack of a better way of saying, it, I think they all just needed a break from Phil. <laughs> and and, yeah, and he that. said, and he said that 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 that's where we're at. Where like he, I mean, that's not a great thing he said, but it's not like he tweeted it. It's like cancel culture, but in it's golf, cancel, it's like our first dose of it. Like it's Phil. Like he's he's he could definitely play, but you got to turn that off. That wasn't me. I'm I'm surprised he's not playing. I thought. Um, okay. That doesn't happen. I, I I thought this would actually be a good time for him to come back after uh, after um, stepping away for for a few weeks. But now it's kind of like now we're like okay, well, if not now, when is he going to come uh, yeah, back? When are you going to come back? That's I mean, he's supposed to be defending at the PGA in a month or a little over a month. There's no way he doesn't play the PGA. Yeah, There's maybe no that's way. where he makes his return. I don't know. But. I can't believe he's not playing. That's some. That's it. Is the shame. It's a shame. Um. But, but T Dub's yeah, on the grounds. I mean, let's go. Let's give it. Let's give it up a clap for T Dub. Let's fucking ride. I hope was, he plays. I really. How about the? Uh, how about the uh, the media frenzy and everyone tracking his his private jet? Uh, oh, that was awesome. last week. That was pretty wild. That was awesome because there were rumors that he was out walking medalists like a couple weeks ago, and he was just kind of hoofing it. And he had Lacava come down, so they were walking together. And I think he was just trying to see if he had his legs with him, and then yeah. Obviously, he went up there last week and played 18 holes. And from, you know, whoever was there and whoever was on Twitter, they were saying he looked pretty good. So, yeah, know. actually, Horschel said today, I don't know if he actually played with him today, but Tiger was, um, sorry, I'm saying today, um, we're, we're recording here Sunday night. So by the time this comes out, I, I would imagine he either is or isn't playing. But at okay. the time of this recording on Sunday, we're still not 100% sure one way or the other. But Horschel, 
I don't know if they played together or just watched him hit balls, but Horschel said he, he was looking really, really sharp. Um, yeah, when he went when he went up last week, he was with JT and Charlie, which was pretty cool. That's um, pretty I guess Charlie got a day off school to go play Augusta. I mean, that's just a normal <laughs> normal thing that an 11 year old does, right? Yeah, I guess so. A kid's living a, a fake life of some sort. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm shocked. Like I, I of course, like everyone, like expected we would see Tiger this year. But to think that he's going to make a return after well over a year at Augusta is is pretty wild. I mean, it's fitting and it's really cool. But also, I would have thought, you know, I was speculating that if he was going to play the Masters, he would have needed at least one warm up tournament. Like I, I thought the same thing. Um, it's it's kind of crazy to think that he might just roll the dice and and obviously we know he's he's not going to play unless he feels like he can com- win. Com- comfortable enough with his game that he can contend maybe maybe even winning is a bit of a strong term at this stage in his life like i don't think he feels like he has to be in contention like i don't know he man when- he's been really adamant throughout his entire career that he doesn't tee it up in a tournament that he's not trying to win yeah i i agree with that but i also think he's what 45 46 now he's been through a lot um, I don't physically, I don't know that, um, I don't know that he has that same mindset anymore. No. Maybe he does, but it's, it's easy. He seems to be softening on that a little bit, just the way he goes about the thing. Well, I, ho- I hope he's not. Cause I would love for him to make a run. Oh um, yeah. You know, I mean, everybody that's listens, Bob knows I'm not the biggest tiger fan, but I know what he does to golf. And if he is in contention on the back nine on Sunday, that would just be fucking awesome yeah i mean that would be awesome just for golf i mean that'd be sick absolutely um, yeah all all the support is going to uh t-dub this week but um <laughs> who well, else do you who else do you guys like this week who, who else are you looking to perform well i mean mark leishman always a favorite <laughs> in my mind no he is mark, mark, mark loves that he place. plays augusta so well he's got plays multiple, augusta great. multiple top tens i don't know if he's playing well enough right now to do it but uh dark horse Bubba, Cam Smith, yeah, that might be my pick. Cam Cam Smith's a good pick, but I think Bubba. I mean, Bubba's playing like he's been kind of sneaking around on the PJ Tour, playing some pretty nice, some pretty good golf, and uh, you know he just slaps fades. And I mean, I I love Bubba at Augusta. So Bubba's Bubba's always going to be a uh, uh, you know in the back of everyone's mind at least for the next few years until he uh, maybe gets a little closer to to fifty. But yeah, I mean, he's the type of guy that. When he gets hot, he gets hot, right? And um, that course obviously suits him really well. And I, I, I came across an interesting stat. I don't know if you guys know this, but starting with um, Mike Weir in 2003, through Bubba's second Masters win in 2014, there was that was a, a 12-year run with six lefties. Mm-hmm the masters and no one and no lefty had won before mike weir so you know for the first 70 years of the tournament no lefty had won um and then you had <laughs> between mike mike weir three phil oh. wins and two bubble wins you had six lefties in 12 years <laughs> that's incredible that's pretty good actually so I, I did fun. i did not know that stat but i like that it, stat it, it does it does definitely set up for lefties better if you're a lefty likes to cut it she made yeah. paradise because you have to hit hooks so much and i go do we think rory's even gonna sniff no, I don't think he's going to sniff. I mean, he's too you talented know, for me I to really count talking, him out. But we were talking to some, him out. We were talking to uh, one of our buddies, Brad Gell, today, and he and he 
kind of enlightened me on something that I didn't understand. I didn't realize, but a lot of Rory's misses with wedges are long right. Does that make any sense? No. It no. makes I I, I, I thought about it for 20 minutes today. It's push draw. Trying to figure out how you miss a wedge long right. I think it's just a push ball that doesn't fit that doesn't draw. But but a but a push that doesn't draw would not go as far. Well, maybe he just juices it. I don't know. Maybe it comes out low instead of a high. I don't know. Draw. That was that was that was that, kind of, that's a weird ink, like a little piece of information that I got today that uh, was interesting. I'm with you. I'm I'm kind of thinking about it and I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. I mean, I mean it would be long left or short right. Yeah. Not long yeah. Right. And he it, it would be the opposite if he was a lefty, but I, I don't know. Um that's interesting. I don't I don't think we're gonna see the the Charlie Hoffman run away <laughs> like 64 this year. I I, I don't think he's got he's it in him. open slow this year. I think he's gonna I mean, open slow and I think I mean, he's he gonna slower. I mean, he missed the cut at Valero. So if he if he's not if he can't play Valero, I know he can't play Augusta. Is he even is he even in the field at Augusta? I don't even, I don't, know. I don't even know. I wonder, yeah, I wonder who are because every year there's like someone who you're like, what? And they, mm-hmm. they oh, Alexander. I wonder who it's going to be. Oh, actually, take away my Bubba dark horse. I got another dark horse, <laughs> Lahiri. Okay, that's my dark horse. I'm riding and dying with that guy. I, I think that. he, yeah, I think he's yeah. got it this year with the way he played at the players. And I, I listened to an interview that he did just kind of about the last few years of where he's really struggled with his game. And he's kind of opened up his mind to some different like thought ways of thinking about golf and ways of thinking off the golf course. I think he's in a great headspace. I love his golf swing. I, I, I think he's played like low key kind of good a couple of times at Augusta. I, I didn't fact check that, but in my brain that I think that's right. So I'm Lahiri. That's my dark horse. I like Lahiri. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Uh, my pick's Cam Smith. I think he balls there and he puts it so good and tough not to pick him. Yeah. We haven't said anything about John Rahm, but. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> the, for, the former, no, <laughs> former number one in the world. Yeah. Well, uh, I figured it'd be kind of fun just to go through some of our favorite moments uh, throughout Augusta and just the moments. So uh, I'll I'll rip it up first go. Uh, 2013 was a special one for me. Adam Adam Scott Adam Scott my mine my love my Lord and Savior. I love you so much. (laughs) You're my favorite golfer. I love you. Uh, Your golf swing's amazing. I'm so pumped that you won Australia, the first Aussie to win. I mean, it was just, and when the fact that he was on 18 and made that putt with Mark Leishman and, you know, they, the Aussie, Aussie chant. And then, and honestly, one of my favorite shots from that event was 18, uh, Angel Cabrera when it's raining and he hits it and he just goes, Willie, Willie, Willie. I don't know why I love that so much, but I just love that so much. It's so great. But, uh, but you know, that was definitely that- my, my top. That one was really special too because Adam Scott was one of those guys who, you know, best player to never win a major, right? Like he had been, he had been struggling to find that. I think he had a heartbreak in eleven. It was at, at, at uh, yeah at the when, when Darren Clark won. Oh, it was I thought it was Ernie Els. No. Um. Well. Oh, yeah. That might have been one. I think, I think he had Ernie two. Call. I think he had two really close twice. calls. It was twice. Yeah. Yeah. But and and Darren Clark won one year and Ernie yeah. Els won the other. Yeah. And it's always like that sweet validation you like <laughs> you feel like he's a guy that deserves to be a major champion sure. and, and if you're going to do it anywhere augusta is so special yeah but, but i i heard a great pod that was actually the one i was going to say i was going to say this i heard a great bit uh steve williams said on a podcast he's like 
And he's like, you know, for Adam to take what is his greatest success and the first thing he thinks of is his, is his own country. He's like, that really elevated Adam is in the world of sports outside the United States. Oh, 100%. Which is pretty, pretty, I think that's a really cool gesture. And that's, that's what he did. And, and I think that's why it was so special that Mark Leishman was in the group with him. And, yeah. and Mark. No, no, bro, he won a playoff. No, and he, he finished on 18 when he made that putt he was playing with Mark and they like had like a beautiful moment. Oh yeah. Um, when he went to the playoff. Cause he didn't, he thought that was for the win and then on hell birdied 18. Oh, I thought he yelled in the playoffs. No, he didn't. He just threw his hands up in the playoff. He yelled, he fucking let it out. Did he go, 18. Aussie, Aussie, That's Aussie. in it. That was on 18 when he I thought. That thought was in the playoff. No, that was on 18 when he thought he won and then on hell forced to play off. And then they went and played. They both part 18 and they went back to, they went to 10 and he yeah, made, and made an like a, awesome putt. From the back, the, thought, fr- the, the back rain. right, yeah. That's the picture where he's like That's, this. No, I, yes, yeah. I thought that was when he yelled. It was raining at both times. No. I'm, I'm, I promise you, I know it. I'm not doubting you. I'm just telling you what I thought. Yeah. Um, but it was just, that's a beautiful moment. That was just a beautiful, beautiful moment in golf and, and for Australia and just for, for, for sports. I mean, that was. Especially after, you know, Norman obviously had so many heartbreaks, so many close oh, calls. How, how what was his lead? It was like seven shot lead or nine shot lead or something. Uh, like that. Seven, 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 yeah. seven shot lead. And, and that wasn't, you know, that was in 96 with Faldo. Yeah. That was not the first time he blew a lead, at, you oh. know, at Augusta. He had two really sort of egregious collapses in the eighties. Well, before that, and then 96, he's sort of, you know, it sort of felt like more a bit of the twilight of his career, right? I mean, I don't know how old he was at that point, but he was he was past his prime. He was still obviously really good, but it was kind of like, oh my gosh, this is his last, it's his last run it, and he's gonna finally do it. And then he and then he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What about you, Rezzy? What is one of your favorite moments? I, I've got a I've got I've got a kind of a cool one that I think maybe goes a little underappreciated. So 1986, Jack Nicholas. Everyone, you know, that's ever touched a golf club knows the putt on 17 where he lifts the putter. Yeah. Yes, sir, Jack Nicholas. I mean, that's that's a great, you know, one. iconic. But great one. Go one hole back. If you guys haven't seen Eight. this in a while, the one iron. One up. No, not a one iron. It was a five iron. That was from, that was from uh, Pebble when he's like, that's, yeah, that's right. The category. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that that's what happened at, at Augusta on 16 there. Um, yeah. 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 So, you know, if you watch the clip, you just, you know, I just watched it um, the other day and his it's son like was the most, to... the most aggressively high, you know, high finish. I mean, it looks like he just absolutely nutted it and it, it, it's the sound and the way it comes off and the swing was just absolutely perfect. And his son, Jackie's caddying for him and says, be right. And Jack picks the tee up mid-flight. Who does that on a par three? Rip it a five iron over the water at Augusta. Like, just the confidence and the sheer, you know, just That's knowing that you just hit cojones. it absolutely perfect. Yeah. His cojones. Huge at that moment. Just Jackie, says, Jackie says, be right. Nicholas picks the tee up out of the ground mid-flight and says, it is. Yeah. The ball almost goes in the hole as it rips back down the slope that we all know on 16 as it funnels back right by the hole, came just underneath the hole and makes birdie there and then goes on to, to make the, you know, the iconic put on 17. But I just love that. I absolutely love that shot on 16 from Jack. Yeah, that's that's a great one. I, well, I know you. I know I stole your Adam Scott one, but did you have another one in mind? You know, off the top, I really don't. I'm no. to, I, mean, I have all the classic ones, the cliche ones. All, I don't want to use one of the Tiger ones. Yeah. You know? Um, well, 
Hmm. Uh, Trey, how about just obviously Tiger has so many, whether it was 97, whether it was the chip in, in 05, um, whether it was 19, what sort of your favorite out of, out of yeah, those? Or maybe I'll it's tell you what, my favorite Masters moment. I have it and it's, it's personal to me. It was in 19 when Tiger won again because I was playing a college golf tournament. Oh, yeah. This is pretty cool. It was like a, it's at Lulu Country Club in Philadelphia. It was a one day, 36 hole event. And you can see most of the golf course. Wait, from, by the from, way, how dare college golf allow there to be a 36 hole <laughs> on the Sunday of Augusta? Agreed. It's fucked up. I think that's just fucked up. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's uh, whoever hosted like LaSalle University. Fuck was, you, LaSalle yeah, University. They, they went for it. And, and my coach was, was having, having none of the boys watch the Masters. So uh, <laughs> what, what happened was we were all just watching it on our phones as we were walking. And so when he played 18, the whole tournament just stopped. Because everyone had had other friends, every group, and I, me and, and the group in front of us who were waiting just purely because we were watching the Masters, we like st- we like we came up on the tee, we were all watching it, and we saw it happen. We all just like saw, we all did it, jumping around, and like you could just see all the other groups in the whole field. It was like a maybe like a ten team field. You could see like all fifty kids just hooting and hollering. Yeah, it's pretty. You could like cool. hear it. It was so it was so cool. That is pretty sweet. Yeah. So to be around you know, other high level golfers at that time was pretty pretty fun. You know, it just occurred to me with like just the insanity of what uh, how many incredible moments tiger had at augusta's you know probably the three that stand out the most i think for me and probably for a lot of people would be you know the finishing putt in 97 to win by 12 the chip in 05 that came backwards on 16 yeah um and then 19 the fact that when he makes a 20 footer on 18 to win the tiger slam and win his fourth straight major. The fact that like that's somehow in the background, <laughs> it's not even one of the first things that comes to mind is, is just shows you how insane his history at that, at that place is. Um, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge another uh, greatest player to without a major surge. I, that that was one of my favorite matches. I hated that one. I love Justin Rose. So oh, just, fuck Justin Rose. Oh yeah, fuck Justin. Not, not a big, not a Rose fan. Rose, Rosie fucked my granddad actually too. So not you, Rosie. The other Rosie. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, not a Justin Rose fan at all. But watching uh, Serge, yeah, obviously hit it left on thirteen, chip out. Yeah, I think I'm not sure if he made birdie or not. I think he made par, and then he hits the flag stick on fifteen. I mean, it was just, it was. It was awesome. I mean, that that was probably one of my favorites. Just, and I was rooting for him so hard in that back nine. There, there was a, a pretty cool uh, shot of – it wasn't the main shot like when Sergio made the putt on 18 live, but like a secondary shot where they had his wife, Angela, in the background. And it's so clear. Like you could see her like right behind him and the putt drops and she just like covers her head. She's like, oh, my God. It's just like – that iconic moment where you, you you know you see the putt drop for the player, but you see the reaction of, of the the wife in the background. That, that was pretty incredible. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's that's just another guy that just completely deserved a major. I mean, and, and another guy that had heartbreak at a couple of British Opens and was able to you know kind of secure it at Augusta. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm a huge Sergio Garcia fan, and I, I mean those those two for me are probably like in recent memory. Those are probably the two masters that I look back on. And I'm like, those are the ones that I really remember, like watching the back nine mm-hmm. and just those, not, are, those are great. Not Danny Willett. 
No, man, I could care. <laughs> no, I just Dan, Danny will. And then it's, and then the whole Danny will it's brother thing, like the next year, like kind of put a sour taste in my mouth. Danny will. I haven't thought I figured about this. He, uh, he was talking some shit, I think to like the, uh, during the Ryder cup or something. I don't know. I, th- I think he, I, he just didn't know his place. And, yeah. Yeah. Some, just, yeah. I, I, that, I think that's all we need to say about that, but yeah. Um, that's funny. But yeah. God, man, I'm so excited for Masters Week. There's a, um, a really, you know, we don't have the benefit of seeing it as much. Um, but um, really cool story about, so Arnie won four Masters. What's really interesting is he won every other year for eight, for an eight, in an eight-year span. He won in 58, 60, 62, 64. That's and good. one thing that was. That's getting a while of getting good right there. <laughs> That's some good shit. I love that. <laughs> and uh, one of the cool, the, Maybe the coolest one that's the moments for him that stands out is uh, in 1960, he was uh, playing in the final group with Ken Venturi and um, Arnie Birdie's 17-18 to win by one. He, he hit it to, he hit a, a five iron to five feet on 18 after making a bomb like a 30 footer on 17. He, he sticks it to five feet on 18 coming in with a five iron. Remember, they were, <laughs> they were a little further back. Oh, yeah, no, back they, in the day. they just they're just hitting five iron from 176. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly right. And um, makes Bert, makes Birdie, you know, it's, it's I mean, to Birdie the last two. I mean, we haven't seen something like that, you know, in, in quite some time. Well, um, Fee, if I remember Finau uh, when he had that run, he birdied like the last seven to get within one when he came in second. That mm, was probably the that's biggest. Outrageous. Yeah, I feel like we haven't had a super. We've had we've had drama, but we haven't had anybody like do something like that in a couple of years where they like have to birdie 18 and they do like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like 18 is never, it's birdie, but it's, it's never like I 13 uh, Adam Scott and Angel Cabrera, both birdied 18 mm-hmm. to get into a playoff. Okay. Um, that's, that's 10 years ago. That's nine years ago. Um, uh, when's the last time you saw somebody like really blow up? With speed, speed, speed. I, in fact, that was a great moment for me because he was getting a little too comfortable to Augusta. I'm glad that <laughs> That's so rude. Uh, Sorry, Jordan. Just as just Sorry. as interesting as the guys who have one. You know, we were talking about Norman and and Rory. You know, there's a couple other really notable players that, that never got one there. Um, Ernie Els, you know, had had some heartbreak and recently came out and said. He's got sort of a love-hate relationship with Augusta because, you know, he he says, "Look, it's a special course, it's a special tournament." But when I when I hear Masters, when I see Masters, it's it just brings up painful memories. Mm. Um, Lee Trevino won two U.S. Opens, two British Opens, two PGAs, never won a Masters, and actually had, you know, not the best feelings about the club. He thought as sort of a lower class yeah, or lower class, uh, you know, poor poor kid from, you know. Um, he just loved Texas. He, he th- yeah, he just didn't. He just didn't really feel appreciated there or 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 wanted there. So he has come around in recent years and said, you know, he he does like the Masters and and all that. But anyway, um, thought that was interesting. And then, um, I heard so some other guys in town here uh, have a golf podcast that um some friends of mine and one of the guys on the podcast is Curtis Strange's son and um Tom Strange and um. Tom told, you know, he, he had sort of a really honest moment where he said, you know, the Masters is actually kind of tough in my family. I don't know. For those who don't know, Curtis Strange had two 
really good shots to win. Uh, one year, I can't remember if it was 85 or something, but he, Curtis Strange kind of had the tournament in control and he hit the ball in the water on 13 and 15 coming down mm. the stretch. Curtis. And, um, you, know, you know, he said, I'll never forget the way Tom said this. He said, you know, the Masters is kind of tough in my household because my dad never winning the Masters is a hole in his heart. He said it is a hole in his heart. It's something that he just has a tough time dealing with that he never got that that Masters win. But um, but that's you know that that's that's why it's so special, right? I mean, I, I think a huge part of that is just the Champions Dinner. I, I I don't think you can overstate how significant it is that when you win a Masters, you know every April you get to go back and have this amazing week and this amazing dinner with all the former champions. Um. I, I just think there's there's something extra there that maybe the U.S. Open and and the British Open don't have. I mean, the British Open Open Championship, I mean, that's as historic as it gets and as special as it gets, you know, in my mind outside of Augusta. But there's something extra that the Masters has with, with all of its traditions. And, and, and there's, there's a reason that every everybody puts it number one on their list, and whoever doesn't is lying. A lot, of, yeah. If you ask a lot of internationals, um, yeah, but. they'll 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 say the open uh, oftentimes. Um, but uh, yeah, in America, it's ha- have they come out with uh, the the menu menu? We don't see that till Wednesday. Not till Wednesday. What are the odds they have sushi? Pretty high. One hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like that's what you have. Hey, uh, what, what's, what's he gonna have? Like T-bone steaks for Hideki? Like yeah, everyone does something that's like but, yeah. Didn't uh, what was DJ's? Didn't John Daly say that if he won, he was gonna have McDonald's? Uh, yeah, maybe, but actually, um, Tiger, when he won in '97 at the age of 21, he did serve for his very first one. He served burgers, chicken fingers, and fries. That's fantastic. <laughs> good, good on you, Tiger. He said, you know, he was asked about it and said, hey. They said you could have whatever you want. He said, I'm a kid. That's what I want. Burgers and fries and chicken fingers. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I love that. But yeah, the, it is neat. Uh, there's been some cool stories about, you know, guys bringing in a special dish from their homeland and, and working with Trevor. Trevor Immelman told a story about some, uh, you know, special dish from, from South Africa. I can't remember the name of it, but, you know, he and his wife, like, traveled to Augusta, uh, you know, and met with the chefs and they did like a whole full day where the chefs were trying to work out this recipe and get it just right. And that's you know, awesome. it turned out to be a big hit. And so, yeah, there's a lot of cool stories like that. It's awesome. What do y'all think about the part three contest? I'll tell you. Love uh, it. In four days. Yeah, that's right. You're going to go see it. I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch it. I think it's I, a great little piece before. Uh, I think it's awesome. I think I have. And, and, I really hope that the stigma of whoever wins doesn't win the <laughs> masters goes away. Like somebody does it. Cause it's dude. I, if I hear that on broadcast one more time, well, as you know, well, as you know, he's, he's you, only hit, you only want to hit it, but so close on Wednesday. You don't want to um, play that great on Wednesday because if you play great Wednesday, you're not going to play great. Wednesday. As we know, no you know, champion has ever won the par three contest. There you go. You know, we, we haven't even had the par three contest. since 2019. They didn't have it in 20 or 21. Yeah. Um, because that's coronavirus hunts on par three courses. <laughs> that's, where, that's where it gets gets its business done is on the par three course. <laughs> Some uh, just absolutely unbelievable moments have happened on the on the par three course. Um, oh yeah, yeah. With uh, Jack, Jack, Jack Nicholas's grandson, grandson. grandson. and then unbelievable Tony 
popping an ankle and then dude that i watched a video of that the other day my ankles do that oh god just gave me the heebie-jeebies once if i'm lucky once every other year but once a year that'll happen to me just just a pop full-blown like dislocation and it goes right back and then it just goes like this for like two weeks oh god he he went on to finish like fourth that week too, which yeah. is nuts. Astronomical. I remember Boyd, Astronomical. Boyd, I remember Boyd Summerhay is saying that was like the, one of the coolest things he's ever done as a coach. Like he was like, look, like this is how I can swing. Let's go to the range and figure it out. And they did, and he played great on it. Like he was hitting like punch cuts only, yeah. only. Like he could just, he couldn't he couldn't get off his. He like had to like be way on his left side. I had to just like stand yeah. and let his ankle just kind of like sit there. Yeah. So think about trying to hit every golf shot like that. That would be awful. It's really difficult. I would not like so tough luck. I think the part three contest is cool because it kind of reminds us that this really is like for golf fans. It's a cel- This is a week of like celebrating golf and celebrating mm-hmm. this incredible tournament. And when you get to see the players out there, you know, they're, you know, within 24 hours of teeing off in, in the biggest term of the year and they're out there goofing around with their kids playing the part three course, having a great time. It's, it's kind of a cool moment and sort of a calm before the storm deal. And I, I think it's really neat. It's like an atmosphere that only can exist in a one-off a private club. This is our tournament. We do what we want here. This is how it goes. Come if you like. And everyone likes it, you know, yeah. like they do everything so well. And if you think about the membership, it makes sense. You have arguably the, one of the most successful groupings of people in the world, some of the smartest people in the world that are putting on a golf tournament and you just see how it goes. And this is, yeah, cheap, cheap food, cheap merch. They have like the fact that they have the FedEx thing right there next to the merch tent to just ship stuff home. Like why doesn't every single tournament in the world have that? Yeah. That makes so much sense. But like, it's just, you have these people who are just smart and they run this tournament and it's like, you can't have, these things up anywhere else and then obviously just like the broadcast you get from you know masters.com and, and all that kind of stuff where you have mm. every single hole every single shot every group yeah i mean that's i mean that's they're always I on that they're trying to do that now on the pga tour but, but you know why they can't they're always on because the, the masters loses money by doing that they don't care yeah right one of my favorite always- masters tidbits sorry john i keep cutting you off but one of my favorite masters tidbits i don't remember when it was maybe the 70s or 80s when there was uh, some sort of disagreement with sponsorship, something, the master just said, well, how about this? No sponsors, no commercials. They played the entire masters with no. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, we don't need the money. No, no, no commercials. Great. You guys want to cause a row? No commercials. I hadn't heard that. Before, yeah, yeah, for that they used to only broadcast the back nine of the, of each round. And that's, that's what my dad said. The first time he went to the masters, he had never seen, seen the, front the front nine. He'd seen pictures. That? Never. That's pretty interesting. That's more recent than you would think. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have the number in front or the year in front of me, but it wasn't until like when the Masters first started, all you saw was 15 through 18. Yeah. That's it. And then, you know, and then it went to the whole back nine. And then it wasn't until like, I swear it was in the 80s, maybe yeah. even the early 90s, as crazy as that sounds, before anyone had ever seen the front nine, <laughs> unless you'd actually been there. That's bananas. Um, and a paintings and photos and stuff but yeah that's that's pretty cool that they didn't know that's just that just tells you like what this tournament is like they are the highest power i think oh 100 100 yeah the augusta augusta national does what augusta national wants and and they do it right every single time i, I was kind of bummed you're not gonna be able to get a, a peach ice cream sandwich Did you see that they're not having their there was there was a uh, an supply issue, chain. a supply chain issue with the oh peach gosh. ice cream sandwiches. There will be no peach ice cream sandwiches sold this year at Augusta. Wow. Which, and I'm sorry, but you're going to miss out because they're fucking delicious. 
Trey, you might as well sell your ticket. I'll I'll buy it from you for half yeah. off. <laughs> you know what, Rosie? I, in fact, I might I might not even go. Actually, I don't have to. <laughs> my, my dad has to mail them. They're they're currently going through the mail sent from tomorrow morning overnight, hoping that they get here because he forgot to give them to my brother before they uh, he flew home. Wait, wait, I wait. was supposed to be I was supposed to fly home and drive yeah. from Virginia. So now, yeah, our tickets are. Are in limbo at the 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 mercy of FedEx overnight. But I say, don't oh you dare say USPS. Lord wouldn't dare. Oh, yeah. they do a nice job shipping our hats. They do do a nice job shipping our hats. <laughs> shout, out, shout out USPS for shipping our hats. Uh, yeah. Well, we're gonna count on them. We're gonna count on you being there. Uh, yeah, you better because we need photos. Yeah, gonna get a bunch. Um, nice. Rosie, do you have any uh, like fun watch watch? Like, what do you? Where are you watching this weekend? Like, where do you have anything set up for Saturday Sunday? Like, you got the boys well, coming over? Or are you going to a bar? Like, what's going on? This guy, this guy oh, next to you, no. Trey Trey Wren, will be in in oh, town. We're uh, we're playing golf Saturday. We're gonna have our practice round. Uh, Trey and I'll be playing in the VSGA multi format. Yes. Uh, on Monday, Tuesday, the two days following the Masters. Of course, we could not schedule a practice round for Masters Sunday, so we're oh, going to no. play on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and then a coworker of mine, get this, is having her uh, her fiance hosts a party every year in his backyard. He's got a beautiful big house on at the Federal Club on the twelfth hole, and. Uh, they are inviting 115 people to their annual Sunday Masters party, and they—he's got a basketball court out back, and he's got—he's renting a tent to put over the, over the basketball court with the big projection style TV That's in there. Awesome. Um, so hopefully you get to swing by that. Um, I, I don't, you know, as awesome as that is. That's kind of my nightmare to like be trying to watch the last like few holes if it's a really tense like close stretch down the down the down the final few holes. So um, I kind of think that uh, Lindsay and I might just go for a couple hours, you know, from like two to four, and then come home and I can watch the back nine. Um, Smart, maybe with my dad or something in the living room. Because I mean, when there's a hundred people there and, and drinks flowing and all that, it's great. But like, I want to, I want to be locked in. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we, I, I want to row them. seat to the, to the, the 40 foot screen that you're at. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would just, I would just, so. Well, hey, look, if somebody's like out in front by four or five shots. Yeah. I'll maybe stay. like, you know, you just stay, but yeah. Well, I'm praying to God that I get either an early tea time for looping on Sunday or just no tea time at all oh, so that I can sit and watch. But pain, pain, I, I, I've, I've got the caddy member Friday, so that's going to be a debaucherous afternoon. So I'll be watching on my phone and then Saturday I'll probably have to work. And then I pray to God I get an early tea time yeah, Sunday. That's tough. I'm praying. I'm going to be posting. I mean, we'll be on what, my phone all day. What golfer? You know, that's what, what I'm self, saying. What self-respecting golfer is going to be teeing off? Oh, dude, on Sunday Betty, anyway. Betty Lou is like totally going to go out for like nine holes fact, at like two o'clock. And like that actually know. inspires the non-true golfer to go. You know what, honey? Why don't we go play golf this afternoon? The Masters is on. Perfect. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, get me out of here. Um, but yeah, very excited for Masters. Yep. Uh, can't cannot wait for Wednesday to get a little bit of you know some for the. Uh, part three, and then obviously Thursday action starts, and you know I just can't. I'm wait getting it through my eyeballs, and I yeah. cannot wait. No, yeah. no phone. Right. Is so sick. I'm so excited to not touch my phone for 12 hours. All right, friend, friendly sticks wager. Everybody take one player. Whoever finishes the best 
All right. Uh, what's the order? What's our what's our picking order here? Rosie, o- oldest to youngest. I'll go last. Deal. Wait, what's the bet though? Um, or maybe I'll let's see. How about just how about just like beers one night? You just I, I was gonna say out. whoever finishes last has to buy a round. Of beer. Yeah, yeah. Whoever yeah. finishes last has got to buy beers one night. So at some point in May, when we all get at some point in May, someone's got to buy some beer. Yep. That that works. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Cantlay. Oh, great pick! I will take Dustin Johnson. Wow, you're coming in last. Um, <laughs> you won. Yeah, he ain't winning this year. Um, Is he playing bad? Not playing good. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Scheffler. 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 I'm taking world number one. You know I'm taking world number one. You take Scheffler. When you get you the get opportunity. And Scheffler. I want to that go. That's a two no, minute pick it, there. When, like when you're able to take world number one, you take world number one. I, so I, I'm I, taking it. I thought you were going to say Ricky Fowler, and I was going to have to. Ha, ha, ha. He's not playing here. I'm upset about it, okay? Oh, Tom, I love my chances. Actually, you know what? Can I take Sungjae M? No, you can't. Go Can I please yourself. have Sungjae instead of Dustin? Go fuck yourself, Trey. I'm so – I don't – I like, you understand how much that hurts my heart. That's a, that this he's is a free roll. It's a free roll for it me hurts, It hurts me more than most people that he's not playing because I love watching that guy play golf. Like, him, watching him play golf on TV is one of my favorite things to do. And the fact that he's not playing at the Masters is yeah. he's been he, Tom's been loving watching the 73s for the last couple of years. No, honestly, I just really like watching Allison Stokes walk around the part three contest because she <laughs> looks great in that white jumpsuit. Yeah, she does. To be quite honest. But but yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, I think I think that's uh that's it's a, a good spot to wrap it. So guys, enjoy the Masters this week. Thank, again, thank you, whoever's listening. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a lovely. <laughs> if, if there's weekend. anyone listening, there's thanks. anyone listening. Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks so much for bringing it to this point, and we will see, see you later. You bye. Peace out. Cheers. Uh-huh.